Hello and welcome to My Mortgage Minute. This is Jason Waters. Happy to have James B. Kynes Jr. with us today of the Rushman Moore Real Estate Group. Welcome, James. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Glad to be here. Uh, yeah, glad you're here. Uh, today's going to be a little different. We're going to, he and I are both going to dive into some, some of our personal passions on serial entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about commercial real estate and um, maybe some football. You know, I got my Marietta shirt on, so you know, <laughs> we're just going to see where, see where the stories take us and we'll go from there. Well, so. man, look, uh, I'm going to tell you like this, that me and, me and Marietta kind of got a, uh, we have a, I don't know if it's a love, hate, or hate, hate, uh, something, but, you know, I played high school ball in, you know, the Decatur era from Decatur. And uh-huh. my last high school football game was against Marietta. Um, when you guys beat us in the playoffs out in Marietta, um, it was a zero, zero, uh, up until halftime. And then, uh, it's a young guy, uh, by the name of Quincy Carter who came in the game <laughs> as our quarterback after the half. And, uh, and, and, you know, he was a freshman at the time I was a senior. And that okay. was, uh, that's when he was introduced to the world of uh, high school football. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, you guys, uh, that you guys have a, one of the schools that Mike can talk a little bit about football to us. Uh, y'all beat us. So fair and square, I guess. Um, but that was a, that was a fun time. Man. <laughs> so, so, my, so my son was able to get me some get back a little bit this past year. When he yeah, started. he did. Y'all, y'all got us. He, he, he's at, he's at McEachin. So he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go back to Decatur, but he, you know, we did play you guys. Um, I think that, I think that game was at, at McEachin and, uh, yep. It was it was a pretty good it was a pretty good game though so we we looking forward to uh, seeing you guys again this year. Hey, so, I look forward to football this fall with everybody in the stands. Everybody back, man. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. And that's it. Look, we, we supposed to be talking about business and football is always the great a great conversation for me. More people will watch this <laughs> and listen to this, and if we were talking about business, you know. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> thanks, right, so, for ha- thanks for having me though, man. I'm, no, I'm glad great. to be here, man. It's great. Tell us a little bit about, let's talk about all the different things you're involved with. Oh, man. So but not all of them, but, you know, it's just, just a few of them, uh, man. It's, it's, um, it's been such a, uh, a, a great uh, opportunity to grow, uh, you know, just as a person and as a, uh, as a, as a company, um, obviously uh, with 2020, uh, was kind of like a, uh, wash of a year, so to speak. Um, but, I kind of framed 2020 to a lot of my peers and a lot of people I talked to as a way to really truly reset and really truly uh, get in tune with, you know, your passions and your gifts so that you can, you know, come back out in 2021 and be a step ahead. Um, you know, I, I kind of would preface it like, you know, if, if, if you got, if you have a lot going on, then you're going to keep a lot going on. But if you were someone who was really like attached to like a position or a job and that and you didn't you know you weren't going to work and you know that job was a part of your identity like mm-hmm. you know I, I know some people that were kind of like just in a in a like an almost lost because they didn't know what it is they were going to do um yeah. somebody like me I was in straight creative mode um and how can I become better so uh so I took 2020 obviously when the whole country shut down um I was actually involved with a uh a mastermind, a 10 times mastermind growth group. Um, and that was, uh, our facilitator was out of Texas. 
um, it was a group. It was a, it was a group of and a series of discussions that really allowed me to uh, dig deep within myself as far as you know just my approach and my process to uh, accomplishing goals and, and and manifesting like you know lifestyle or manifesting uh, certain goals and it just kind of really tapped into like the whole aspect of uh, growth mindset uh, you know through ten times approach. Uh, through basically, you know, meditation, through calming your mind, through, you know, visualizing what it is exactly you want to do. Um, I also enrolled in, um, after after the uh, mastermind group was over, I was um, accepted and enrolled into like, uh, you know, the class of 2021, which will be graduating in a couple of, um, about a month or so now from uh, leadership to cab. Awesome. Uh, that's been a, uh, a great experience uh, obviously you know me being a, a owner um, an entrepreneur um, I was referred to the class by someone of a similar background as a, a as kind of a, a disruptor in their industry so you know ideally like in those uh, group settings such as like leadership cab uh, leadership Cobb, leadership Gwinnett those leadership classes you have a lot of you know individuals who actually work with and for like different um sectors of the government um uh whether it's local municipalities whether it's uh, uh non-profits whether it's uh, charter schools you know you have a diverse you know student um uh, flow so that was something else that we plugged into um towards that year and it's kind of has spilled over into like 2021 uh, but other than that, man, those are just some of those uh, some growth initiatives that I was able to uh, participate in. Um, and I think it's really helping uh, grow and position my uh, real estate company, uh, Rushman Moore, um, because, you know, we do commercial real estate. Um, and one, another thing that we were able to do at uh, the beginning of this year, we work with uh, we work with Emory. Um, uh, Emory, the business school of Gosweta, uh, for their Start Me program, um, which is like a, a mentorship um, program for entrepreneurs and startup businesses and things of that nature. Um, it was funny because last year, before the pandemic hit, I kind of I, I put out into the universe, into the atmosphere that I wanted to uh, I wanted to help about uh, twenty entrepreneurs um, in, in last year, and so. It was funny because I didn't never relent on that goal of working with, you know, as many entrepreneurs as I possibly can, whether it was, you know, to get the process started with them to uh, begin looking for uh, a space for that business or, you know, whether it was, you know, to work with them in some type of um, preparation or mentorship capacity. Um, and so when all of 2020 uh, and kind of like was trying to figure out how this was going to happen. And when I got, you know, I got reached out to from uh, the young lady over at Emory about coming on, um, being a mentor for the uh, Start Me program. Um, mm -hmm. And so I worked in the uh, Clarkston cohort, uh, which uh, which was very good for me because, you know, it kind of went in conjunction with working with Leadership to Cab um, this past year. And so um, so in my Clarkston cohort, I had about 18 entrepreneurs in that in that group um, that I was able to, uh, you know, have conversations with on a weekly basis. Um, and then it, we had breakout groups where I had maybe like two or three entrepreneurs who we actually dove deeper into like their business concepts to help them position for pitch nights and things of that nature. So so it was a, uh, a great opportunity. Um, overall, I think we had like 50 entrepreneurs um, and startups that were in the overall program because it's three different uh, communities that were involved. One was the uh, Clarkston, one was the uh, East Atlanta, and the other one was the South Atlanta uh, cohort. So, so we did. We were able to get you know levels of exposure um, both to the new entrepreneurs as well as to be exposed to new entrepreneurs coming into the marketplace. And so, uh, so that's kind of 
what has led up to me, I think definitely being able to give back in a, in a way and position our brand from strength um, to, you know, really create community amongst ourselves mm-hmm. uh, with, um, with individuals, entrepreneurs and business owners that we are really like in tune to work with and want to help and see them grow in all types of capacities. Um, and, and, and that's kind of, you know, just where we are right now, just, you know, finishing up those uh, uh, causes and, you know, obviously the day to day is, you know, really helping people, you know, position themselves to uh, get, you know, in locations for their business or find a turnkey business that they're looking to um, actually acquire um, or sell as well. So, man, that's 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 the long short of, you know, 2020 <laughs> into now. <laughs> Sounds like you made the most of the of the pandemic here. Um, hey, tell me a little bit about the real estate group. So do you do uh, tenant rep or uh Purchase and sell. Like, what, what all do you do for Rushmore? So, Rushmore is a um, definitely a, it's a commercial real estate firm. Uh, we decided to once we accepted the company, uh, well, not even exactly when we accepted it. Like, if initially we were going to be so many things from the start, um, but I, I start realizing that you know specialization wasn't all bad. So back in like 2016, I in, actually entered into a, uh, a class called um, REAP, which is the Real Estate Associates Program. Um, the intentional purpose of REAP is to uh, expose uh, you know minority candidates uh, about the uh, commercial real estate industry, all aspects of the commercial real estate industry. Obviously, it was a uh, it was a it was a push to uh you know just add diversity um add some inclusion to that marketplace add equity to the commercial in uh, real estate industry from a representation capacity um being that you know african americans are roughly about two percent uh make up participating in like the uh uh commercial real estate industry so so while i was in reap i was you know i was very general because i was uh so serial in my entrepreneurship. I had owned a groom allowance spa for men in Buckhead. So I was doing professional barbering at the time. Um, I was doing some consultation work um, as well. But, you know, the clientele that I had with the barbering was like very a, a massive clientele. So that was that's what I was doing. So so when I ended in the REAP, it was kind of like at a at a time for me to really understand like all aspects of the commercial industry um, and kind of help simplify what I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. So they taught us about tenant rep, landlord rep, um, property management, development, um, uh, the, the analyzation aspect of multifamily and, and uh, investment sales. We touched bases with all that. And so for me, it was like, what's the common thing that I think my background brings that I will be able to really like add value to the industry and, um, and really create a niche for myself? And so yeah. when I really understood what tenant rep was, like, I thought, like, that's really, like, I think where I need to really start my commercial career. I can simplify myself and really focus in on, on what I what I want to do as far as helping other individuals, you know, find, you know, locations and, and present them, present their brands um, in, a, in, a, in a way that they are operating from a position of strength um, awesome. more than anything else. So. So, so we jumped, we jumped, we dove down, drove, uh, dove down the tenant rep lane. Um, and we also do business brokerage as well. Okay. Um, and bit, you know, so be, the business brokerage aspect of it is the, the, the prehistory to why, how I even got my real estate license to start with. And that was based off of me when I was working in the shop, I was actually, I had clients coming in and they were, you know, investors and they were looking for businesses to invest in. Um, and, I began facilitating meetings between, you know, clients here and there um, that were, you know, had mutual interests, um, but on opposite ends. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I had a affinity for doing, you know, transactions because, you know, before I even got called into barbering full time, I actually worked in corporate America um, and I sold office equipment, business to business. And the business to business aspect that I learned in selling office equipment was really like the uh, the catalyst for me understanding like the difference between uh, B2B and B2C, um, which uh, so when I initially got my real estate license, um, it was in large part due to kind of the activity I was doing as far as facilitating the meetings uh, within the shop. But it, it was a, a, a career sector that was kind of built around that, which was called business brokerage. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of helping people buy and sell like existing turnkey businesses. businesses. So uh, so I had a, uh, my wife, I had a friend, uh, my wife had a friend who introduced me to her clients who were actual business brokers. And they informed me that I need to get my real estate license to do business brokerage. And, you know, so that was the first first introduction to me you know hearing about getting my real estate license um and that was the purpose as to why i wanted to get it so Got i can it. just move into a business broker so when you fast forward it um uh, up into 2016 where i you know was learning about other aspects of commercial because i knew i wanted to do commercial i just didn't know exactly what that was going to look like until i got into like the REIT program um once i finished with the REIT program i interviewed with a couple of firms and it just you know obviously didn't you know everything has to be a fit like you know it had to be a fit for you got you, know, you have to be a fit for them um and so it's like i wasn't you know fitting at the time with some of the companies that i was interviewing with and so as an entrepreneur and as a creator you know with a marketing background and a, a, a strong sense of branding and creating brands you know i just created my own situation um, to kind of, you know, circumvent and, you know, be a catalyst for the aspects of uh, the commercial real estate industry that I wanted to participate in, um, which was uh, the tenant tenant representation and business brokerage. So I built Rushmore Wars, Rushmore Wars like a tailor-made suit. Like, you know, it's, it, I built it, you know, around my specific skill sets, but you know, it's bigger than just my skill sets. Um, yeah. it's, it's a platform for um, me to hire individuals who uh, are similar to me that have a more unconventional path into the industry or even for someone who is just already experienced in the industry um, and just looking to uh, work with a firm that is, you know, emerging and growing and creating a culture that is very inclusive. Um, you know, I, I kind of like to say we more like the killer whales of the, of the industry. Like we, we, we like to hunt sharks and, you know, we like to uh, have fun doing it. We, you know, sure. so we want to create like a, a community that's very uh, cohesive with working with each other that likes to uh, see each other individual within the community, you know, have success and win at the end of the day. So we take on like a, what I call an orca, orca mentality um, awesome. on how we hunt for opportunities and deals and situations. That's a great story. Tell, you know, we're about out of time. I do want to ask you a couple of things. First, I'll make a comment. Most people don't know like the origins of or that to be a business broker is really governed by real estate law in Georgia. Kind of a throwback to when businesses were, you know, physically based, you know, these days you're selling a business and they don't have a physical location. But it's interesting. Um, But I was going to ask you, like, what are you seeing in the like we know residential market super hot. Um, you know, I'm, I do a loan, you know, working with buyers every day and there's be 20 offers on a con on a house. What is a commercial? And then I've heard over the last year that their expectations that commercial market would get soft, would be, would be softer because people are working from home, people not, maybe not going back to the office. What are you seeing around 
maybe commercial rent, commercial lease it, pricing, as well as sales? So, so what, what I'm seeing actually right now is the market is very strong um, in a sense. And, and it's strong because you're dealing with, you know, even smaller municipalities right now. Um, because of what you said, people want to stay a little bit, uh, want to be a little more local to yeah. where they may reside or, you know, their children's school uh, or, you know, closer to uh, family members or something of that nature. It's, 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 it is almost forced like smaller municipalities um, to up the infrastructure, to provide levels of amenities that, you know, if, the, if I'm leaving my house in the suburbs to go to the city, like, why am I going all the way to the city to work? Well, it's the levels of amenities that's provided. It's the level of culture that is um, instilled and, and, and around at the end of the day. So with that uptick, you're seeing a lot of development in like even like some of the smaller, smaller municipalities. Um, they're, they're circumventing and trying to create more of a, uh, a home base um, for their uh, for their community, for their people that live there. They, so people have come home and, and stayed home and worked home. So it's been great for like local economies, the economies because people now have began to have to shop more locally. Um, and, you know, when it comes to like groceries, when it comes to, uh, you know, other amenities and not even shop, but now you, you're at home and you can order something online and it can be delivered to you. So um, you're not having to leave out to go to like other, pockets of town to uh experience like real you know opportunities to network opportunities to uh grow and meet new people um but the development market is strong and you know you know if you're going to bring a bunch of new residents uh residents to a community um you're going to need like places for them to work um that that's that's operational in a way that is in a in a best in class uh facility like you know so you have you know so an example of that would be like you have all these high-end houses with all these great executives that live in these houses, you know, um, and, and now they have to go all the way downtown to work where well, they want to kind of work close to where they live as well. But you yeah. have to provide like the levels of amenities that they're looking for. That's going to provide for them the, 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 the opportunity to network and grow um, their business models, how they, how they, how they see fit. So um, I've seen a market that, you know, is truly shifting um, in a way of you have a, you know, even with the, with, with the, a lot of these smaller municipalities, they're doing things that create a sense of um, transit-orientated development. Um, they're yeah. building a lot around trails, a lot around uh, infrastructure, a lot around not even like, um, you know, high rail tr um, transit. You know, you're looking at more bike, more walking, more leisure. Like, how right. can we uh, build an infrastructure? Um, you know, the Beltline in the city of Atlanta has really been a, great catalyst for um, this type of spawning of an economy um, in other areas of town. Um, whereas now you got people where if you have access to the river, so to speak, now you're seeing like development taking place close to the river because people want to be close to where like the bike trails, the mountain trails, the walk yeah. trails, things of that nature. So um, a lot of that shifting is, um, it's been healthy, I think, for the industry because it broadens it out even, uh, even more. Um, it provides a little more uh, amenities for like constituents. Um, it provides, uh, you know, companies who will, because, uh, you know, a lot of times, like a lot of these companies, they they won't, quote unquote, vacate office buildings and vacate office spaces altogether. Um, some may downsize their footprint. Um, some may actually increase the footprint. Um, just, And I think like holistically, like you're going to still have a level of people that just don't want to work at home like they yeah. they prefer to move and go into like an office building 
So a lot of people thought like it was going to dry up the market. Like, you know, people are going to be moving out of office a lot. So as even with the COVID economy, so as another economy emerges, you got businesses and companies that's going to emerge with that economy as well. So they're going to have to scale their operations so that they, they won't really be able to fully just work out of home all the time. If you're, if you're a business, you're going to have to scale into a location um, in this new economy because you got new products, you got new services that have, you know, kind of come up. Like, so, so, so it's a great opportunity uh, in, in, in most parts that you can, if you can identify where there is a niche of need, um, you may not start out. And that's one of the benefits of working with us as tenant brokers is, you know, we may not, we, you know, just because you approach me and say you want a space, I'm going to kind of drill you down and try to make sure that you understand like everything that comes into having a retail right. space or having an office space. And, you know, are you really ready for it? And are you really ready to begin to like scale your operation to support it? Because a lot of times people begin looking at it like, I'm going to get a space and I'm going, you know, I just need it for me to run my business. Okay. But, and then they say, you know, they may come with like a, a budgetary number on how much they want to pay um, per month. But it's, you know, by, based on how much square foot you say you need and how much you want to pay per month, like you're not, you're not parallel in your expectations. Right. So it's like, when if I, when I begin, you know, dumbing down, you know, making the expect, you know, looking into the expectations on what they're looking to actually do, it helps them realize, okay, well, maybe I got to start looking to hire, or maybe I need to bring on a sales team, or maybe it's other things that you're going to have to do to scale your business to support moving into a location. So it's not just a, let me go find your place to put your business in, watch you fail. Like, I don't, we, we don't flow like that. Like, we want to see you win at the end of the day. So we have to try to help you pump your brakes a little bit before we, you know, you take a leap into a situation that you may not fully be ready for. We want to help you identify those areas within your operation that can, you know, strengthen what you're doing so that you can support being in a location. Yeah, that's great. I mean, being a consultant is definitely, you know, what you are in terms of getting folks into the right space at the right time. Well, James, that's all we have, all the time we have here today. I really appreciate you coming online. Um, How can folks get in touch with you? Sure. We are, um, definitely on all social media um, platforms, uh, you know, and it's at Rushman Moore, R-U-S-H-M-O-O-R-E-R-E-G. That's, you know, on Instagram, Twitter. Um, We're on LinkedIn as well. Uh, My phone number is, uh, I'm going to give you my personal phone number, actually, 678-360-2744. Email address is, uh, you can send us to our info at info at Rushman Moore, R-E-G dot com uh, our website is also rushmanmoreg.com as well and we also have a contact page on that website too so if you missed any of the information i just told you uh, make sure you just go to the website and you can definitely follow us from all uh social media platforms and as well as send me an email through that platform as well and i'd be glad to get back in touch with you someone from my team and get back in touch with you so we can just grow relationships thank you james that's it for Mortgage Minute today. You can get in touch with me. You can find me on um, social media. Just search Jason Waters Mortgage Minute. Or always, you can give me a call, 404-403-8787. Take care. Until next time, stay safe.